Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Double fist pump. In your mouth. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh. yeah, do, you remember, wait, wait, do you remember those old candy commercials with Bill Goldberg? I don't remember Goldberg being a candy commercial. He's in, I think it's like a Skittles or some, or no, 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 like a sour kind of a tart uh, candy commercial. And the, the tagline is, it's like a kick in the mouth. Oh, man, that sounds like I wouldn't want to get that candy. And it's like, <laughs> I know, and, and Goldberg is like, there's this, all this crazy, insane, makes you feel like you're going out of your mind, uh, stuff happening on screen, all this weirdness, flavors, color, and then all of a sudden, the camera pulls out of Bill Goldberg's mouth, like it was all happening between his teeth, like there's some kind of like crazy cavity demons fighting against like the, the you don't know the, the the candy that he just inhaled and he goes Ugh, whoa and oh it's like, man i was hoping it'd be like some kid eating a different kind of candy and goldberg runs out and just spears him <laughs> and then puts him into his like his body slam finisher just see some kid get crushed oh here we go i think it's uh it's spree goldberg yeah. Spree. Who the fuck eats Spree anymore? Uh, apparently Bill Goldberg. Well, not anymore, unless you... Uh... Oh, I think man. I think Spree went bankrupt after this commercial, because I've never seen Spree since. Neither have I, but it was 1999. Oh, yeah. Oh, here, here's, here's dated for you. Not only did they have Bill Goldberg in the commercials, but they also had Charisma Carpenter. I have no yeah, idea who that is. I don't remember who that is. <laughs> yeah. It's that old, like that reference is is lost. It's gone is, is that a person or a band? It's like a, a hot chick, I guess. Oh, maybe she was charisma. A... Charisma is kind of a. It's too intelligent to be a porn name. <laughs> but it almost sounds. It's like a nerd porn, maybe. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, charisma carpenter! All right, fuck this shit because I got something to talk about. All right, talk it up. I just saw Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Oh, shit. Was it good? It was awesome. Sweet. We've been drooling about this movie for two years, mm -hmm. and it finally came out. I went and saw it, and it was awesome, dude. Dude, I so mean, so it's Haw was... Hawkeye and a pair of tits with a bow. Oh, be Correct nice. Me if I'm wrong. Be nice. Correct. I mean, I'm just putting it. That, that, all I see in the poster is, like, it, that's pretty much it. I can't pronounce her name, but it's like Gemma or Gemma. Ar Ar uh, fuck it. Gemma. Sorry. Look it up. But anyways, she <laughs> she was in uh, Wrath of uh, Clash of the Titans, too. Oh, okay, okay. She's badass in this movie. Cool. No, I was all about this movie. I mean, now, now, first of all, you know, I'm not saying it's the greatest movie in the world, but for our sense of humor and our love of action movies, mm -hmm. this was great. This was everything we wanted Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter to be. <laughs> Good. This okay. actually worked. So it was like serious action, but laced with humor and nonstop awesomeness. Cool. Okay. That sounds like uh, our kind of movie. Yeah. Like right off the, the bat, they show... Um, you know, the, the Hansel and Gretel story, you all know, you know, mm -hmm. the kids in the woods, they find the witch and she captures them and stuff like that. And then after they get, it's like the first five minutes. And after that, you hear Jeremy Renner doing like a voiceover and he's like, it's two things I learned from our time spent captive of the witch. One, never go in a house full of candy. And two, <laughs> best way to kill a witch is the burner ass. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Like, I was new. I knew this movie was going to be awesome. That's great. Right from there. I mean, it was great. Um, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. And the cool thing was, like, like the humor ramps up 
subtly. Like mm-hmm. in the in the beginning, it's more serious, you know, because because although you, otherwise you won't, you know, take the characters seriously. You know, you know, you've got to right. show action and violence and and stuff like that. And as the movie gets on, or goes on, it gets more and more hilarious. That's awesome. That sounds like the perfect recipe for an action movie. Uh, it was really good. I mean, it was really good. And and but the both main characters had some good lines, some good small characters, and they just beat the shit out of witches. Like <laughs> it's fucking howsome. Wow. Like it's it's some old like Sam Raimi shit almost. That's great. So uh, I mean, so someone else might hear this review. They might go out there and be like, oh, I don't know, what you're talking about it wasn't that good. Me and Chad, our sense of humor, our love of movies. Mm-hmm. This was like perfect. Loved it. It was, it was so much fun. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. It's only an hour and a half. So, of course, I saw it like 20 minutes of previews. But, well, sure. But uh, uh, it lived up to the expectations. The second I heard the title of this movie two years ago and saw the first poster, I was like, yes. And I had a picture in my mind what it was going to be like, and it was exactly like that, even better. So That's great. Well, two you thumbs know, up my butt. Well, you know, you know the I mean... People with artistic film degrees say that, like, film is like an unconscious dream that you're sharing with the director and the audience, and when those dreams kind of line up, that's when you feel the best about a movie. Oh, it's so good. I wish I'd written this. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I loved it, man. It was, it was, uh, it was fantastic. And they made Famke Jansen cool. Who? Famke Kazam? Jan, you know, she played Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. Oh, Yeah. I feel like everything she's in, she kind of sucks in it. Mm-hmm. But she was cool in this. Oh, well, that's good. So like they gave her something to do. <laughs> so. right. Next, I mean, next Cyclops will not be like totally screwed in the next movie that he's in. Yeah. No, this was this was cool, man. I was really digging. It. I was laughing out loud. Um, you know, we're we're taping this on a Sunday night, so we're not sure. I didn't get the box office report yet, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure. This is the kind of movie that we would like, but probably tanks at the box office. You know, and like sometimes, sometimes you know, like uh, those movies, you know, don't do well, and that's fine. You know, it's not it's not about the rat race to get like you know sixty billion dollars in revenue. It's all about like you know just making the movie to kick ass, and then people will just love it forever. Well, I haven't said this since Judge Dredd, but uh, if you like our sense of humor in this podcast, go see this movie. Um, you know, like I said, I don't. These kind of movies rarely do well at the box office, so go see it soon mm-hmm. uh, before it's gone. Because uh, I, I highly recommend it. It was it was good times, and it and it was funny because it made Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter suck even worse for not being able to accomplish this. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of incredible. So if I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, so maybe I should see that first because I can't, I cannot see it after you know, you know what you just told me was a glowing review. Or yeah, it I mean, terrible. yeah, go see Abraham. I mean, when Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter comes out in DVD, just mm-hmm. watch it to laugh at the awfulness. I mean, I thought I was going to laugh at the cheesiness, but instead I just laughed at the awfulness, like just how bad the acting was, uh, and just how like shitty some of the story was. But I mean, like. It just it didn't quite work, but this this connects on all the right levels. When this is shitty, it's shitty on purpose. That's good, you know, or cheesy or something on purpose. But a lot of badass action scenes, and uh, you know, the witches just, they just go to town on the witches. Like sometimes they just put extended cuts of them, like just <laughs> body blows to the witch. Like you just you know they just threw in a couple extra shots just for fun, just to be cool. That's awesome, so, well, uh, dude. Well, yeah. That totally reminds me of like. Any movie I've ever seen a witch in ever, I've just, God, 
I just want to be like, just fucking punch her in the face, man. Oh, punch yeah. her in the face. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't want to sit here and spoil stuff. Oh, of course. Um, because, but I mean, there was just ah, uh, it was so good. And yeah, if you hate witches, go see this because they start out. You know, they make them kind of scary looking, mm-hmm. but Hansel and Gretel just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> It's awesome. That's great, man. That's awesome. I hope I hope that there's a better um I, I hope that the kids the kids who eventually will see this movie will go and see like a theater production of Hansel and Gretel and be like, why didn't they just fucking destroy him like they did in the movie with like bows and arrows and knives and uh spot one liners? Oh, it was just great. And uh one one funny thing too was because Hansel was uh kept in the the original witch's house and she kept feeding him candy to fatten him up. Yes. She gave him juvenile diabetes. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so like every once in a while, he's in the middle of a fight scene. He's like, "Ooh, I need my shot." <laughs> he puts this like old school shot what? in his leg. <laughs> oh, like, that just sounds like, great. They never say the word diabetes. Yes, but they're like, "Oh, you've got the sugar sickness." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like beating the shit out of a witch, and then he's like, "Oh, get to weak." <laughs> and Gretel's gonna like throw him a shot. Oh, that's amazing. Any action movies, I feel like that's that's the action movie formula is like, yes, you have to be over the top and you have to have like a ton of like serious, awesome moments uh, of action, but you can't take yourself seriously, you know, yeah. to be an awesome action movie. And the good thing, and, and, and the reason why this movie was so lucky and so rare is because they actually landed good actors. Word. Like, these kind of movies never have good actors in them. <laughs> no. But I mean, Jeremy Renner is like the it boy of everything. And I know and, uh, Gemma or Gemma Armington, Harvey say her name. I mean, she did a good job in it. And like I said, Famke Jansen, she's not a stranger to movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they must have shot this before Avengers. Clearly. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they did. They, this was supposed. Remember, we are sad. This was supposed to come out last March, mm-hmm. but. They were afraid that it would take away from Avengers and away from the Bourne identity. They thought there would be Jeremy Renner fatigue. So they decided instead to wait, postpone it a year, and then capitalize mm-hmm. on Jeremy Renner's uh, star status. Oh, right. he, was in, he was in Mission Impossible 4. I mean, he was, he was too much last year, so they, they shelved this movie for a year, and uh, it worked. So Cool. Well, all right. Well, let's let's hope that it works with GI Joe too, because it's basically the same strategy. Oh, I'm so on board with GI Joe too. That was one of the previews, and they sh- they they showed a slightly different preview with like more ninjas mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, yes, <laughs> more ninjas. Pull more. the ninja lever. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, 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 and in fact, it's so funny because you're like a minute into the preview before you even like they start to try and to tell you what the movie's about. Right, just like ninjas. it just starts with ninjas and slow mo <laughs> shurikens and cliff diving and stuff, and yeah, and of oh, course man. I know what this is, but there was like five old people next to me. They're like, <laughs> like they had no idea what it was. What? I mean, they're there to say Hansel Gretel witch hunter. I mean, how is it such a shock that like ninjas are on screen? Well, they were going to see Hansel and Gretel based on the original Grim fairy tale that they oh. probably wrote. <laughs> Back in the day, it was so funny because there was like this really shitty preview earlier. Mm-hmm. It didn't have Robin Williams in it, but just pretend it was like some guy kind of like Robin Williams, right? And and like as soon as the preview ended and the theater got all quiet, they were like, "Yep, sign me up for that one." Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, we'll go, go be there. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh no! And then GI Joe two came out. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I was like ripping <laughs> off my clothes. Like, yeah, I can't wait. And at the end, they're like, "Who? What?" <laughs> and no, no clue what was going on. Were, were those ninjas Chinamen? <laughs> Is this the war? Fucking ninjas. 
<laughs> I, I was back, uh, back in my day, you didn't see ninjas because they were <laughs> invisible. True, to, true story. I was driving, was driving through my old college town with ninjas in the back seat of my car, off to shoot a ninja movie in the middle of the woods. Right, uh, and uh, we get to the intersection, and there's the local crazy person. Like every town has one. There's, oh, yeah. uh, I think it was either Lucky or Junior, one of the two. Our Maybe. college crazy guy was Buzzo. <laughs> Buzzo. Oh yeah, that's right. The Big B Buzzo. Yeah. So, so you're right. Every town has one. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. Did Buzzo run a guitar shop though? Yeah, he did. He does still. The, the, this <laughs> one. This one just hung out around the pizza shop for <laughs> for free pizza. Yeah. So anyway, so so I think it was uh, Lucky. L- Lucky's hanging on the corner. Notices the ninjas in full ninja gear in the back of the car, and. <laughs> And out of nowhere, and of course, and, and everybody in the car is white, you know, because it's like white college town. He's like, fuck them Chinese people. Oh, jeez. Off we go. I just thought for a second, like, it, like, his craziness was, like, confirmed. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better if he had just, like, taken a brick and thrown it at the car or said something in, like, a pirate language anything uh, besides just like what did he just assume chinese ah uh, who knows no i'm getting pumped man there there's this new thing going on uh it just had this started last year and now hollywood's banking on it like march mm-hmm. march is like the soft open for summer movie season mm. like no one ever put their movies in march before and now people are like okay this is a movie that's supposed to be for the summer crowd but it's going to get slayed by like the huge blockbuster, so we'll put it in March, and then it'll just dominate because there's nothing else to do. This is kind of fucked up. This is what happens with Halloween. See, like Christmas keeps encroaching, it right. keeps encroaching further into into Thanksgiving. You know, like they're not even waiting until Thanksgiving's over to do Black Friday. They're just like day of Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and now like Christmas is going back to Halloween. Christmas ads are like already up. I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago it was like 300 and then Clash of the Titans and then but then last year when they put out Hunger Games in March mm-hmm. and it just ruled, now they're like, okay, so like this March, like G.I. Joe 2 and Olympus Has Fallen, which is White House Attack the President Diehard style movie number one out of Wait, two this year. I thought it was going to be like something of the Titans when you said oh. Olympus Has Fallen. It's so corny because there's like a, a secure, uh, so, uh, got it, a uh, Secret Service guy. Mm-hmm. who's wounded and he's like crawling on the ground he's like you know almost dead and he's speaking into like one of his uh wrist <laughs> microphones he's like olympus has fallen oh that's like, no so shit. cute i mean why olympus i mean there's no like metaphorical anything in there i mean technically there's like a twilight of the gods in the in the in the greek mythology slash religion but uh that's, it's they all gonna have their code names it's not it's not like babylon i mean they could say babylon because everybody compares america to babylon right well i guess they could have said grayskull <laughs> <laughs> castle grayskull has fallen <laughs> great Sorry, <laughs> he lands that, down does that mean like osama bin laden is skeletor yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's hiding up in Snake Mountain, aka uh <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If and no, if it, only the rock, aka He Man, could save us in G.I. Joe. I'm telling you, I posted this trailer like five or six days ago for Olympus Has Fallen. Mm. And I just it's so funny because Gerard Butler's in it, so we're supposed to take it seriously. Right. But the, the movie was fucking written for Steven Seagal 15 years ago. Swear to God, <laughs> just pretend Steven Seagal is Gerard Butler, okay. and and it would have been perfect. 
Hmm. You know, it's like, you know, he's a washed up agent because something bad happened on his watch. But now all of a sudden, all these fucking terrorists just go, wham, and they're inside the White House and Olympus is falling. And then they're like, oh, my God, this is bad because we don't negotiate with terrorists. By the way, the president is Two-Face. What? Cool Two-Face. I love Two-Face. it. I love Aaron it. Yes. All right. So he has to have like a couple one-liners that we can totally splice into like a Two-Face part two trailer later. Yeah. So now Morgan Freeman's in charge, which is crazy. What? A Since black he... president? That'll well, never happen. Well, he was the black president in Deep Impact. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic or not. No, that was all sarcasm. Oh, okay. So anyways, so he's like the Speaker of the House, so he's now in charge. And they're like, what do we got? And all of a sudden they're like, so we've got one person left on the inside. And they're like, who is it? They're like, Gerard Bartlett. And they're like, fuck, we were hoping it was Steven Seagal. <laughs> Why wasn't the White House cook still alive? Well, they killed the cooks first, sir. They, were, they knew us too well. That's right. <laughs> they were thinking about that movie on in the submarine and then the train. Yeah, these terrorists studied. They're like, all right, first, break into the White House. All right. All right, well, do you want to take out the armory? No, go straight to the kitchen. Yes. Assassinate the cooks. <laughs> if there's one cook that's like that's like locked up inside the freezer, just throw a grenade in there. Don't even open it. Wait, wait no, no. Pack the grenade around like a pizza and toss it in. Yeah. <laughs> wait, get wait 12 seconds. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. so like this, it was. It's a script written for a Steven Seagal movie, but we're supposed to take it seriously because Two Face is in it, and uh, this is Sparta is in it, and well, Morgan Freeman. Well, that's is in good. It. Well, that'll be like high expectations, uh, shitty box office revenue, just like Battleship. Where everyone's... I think I think we'll enjoy it just because we'll just pretend that it's Steven Seagal when he was skinny, <laughs> and we'll <laughs> and we'll enjoy it. Are you saying Gerard Butler sometime in the future is going to become Steven Seagal? Dude, he's already putting weight on. Dude, all well, these. I mean, I guess it's not fair because he was sculpted for three hundred, but you know, True. everyone puts on weight after that. But I mean, maybe he's just uh, starting a role. Maybe he's like method acting, and he's trying to become Steven Seagal for Steven Seagal's roles. No, nah, no, nah, Gerard Butler is like Russell Crowe and back in a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting Russell Crowe movies now, and he's slightly less fat than Crowe, who's True. getting fat. So Gerard Butler is just uh, Russell Crowe ten years ago. Well, that's what happens, man. I mean, Russell Crowe. He's got anger issues. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of uh, control, let's say, self-control, possibly. Um, it's been documented. So what do you do when you don't have movies and or uh, cell phone store employees to take it out on? You eat like crazy. I mean, I saw him in the preview for Les Mis. He looked pretty chunky in it. Yeah, he's studying. Uh, he's, he's beefing up for the role of Steven Seagal. That's all exactly. I'm saying. So, so, dude, so speaking of movies... Uh, my wife has not seen Star Wars. Like any of them? Any of them. Ew. And today... Uh, my recommendation? Yes. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so so today, uh, somebody mentioned Star Wars on the radio because people were talking about the next Star Wars, Star Wars 7. Yeah. And she's... And and I told her, uh, you know, on YouTube, there's this delightful video of this of this uh, of people trying to describe Star Wars who have never seen it. And then, oh, like, like the, the girl? Yes. It's the so, cutest thing ever. It's awesome. So she basically tried to do the same thing. And she was like, and she nailed all the points. She was just like, there's this guy, Luke, and his father is uh, the bad guy. I don't know his name. And there's this Han Solo guy. And he basically is like a contractor for the good planet. And the Death Star is the bad planet. And Han Solo gets frozen. Uh, somewhere Yoda's in there. No, man. I'm telling you. 
Just watch those original ones and get ready for three years from now. That's what I'm saying, man. Well, you know, um, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm getting pumped, and I'm and I'm really looking forward to watching more movies with uh, special people in my life soon. Now, of course, you know, news just came out three days ago mm -hmm. about the director for the new Star Wars movie will be uh, specifically J.J. Yes. Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. Yes. Well, don't. That's not nice. No, no. I mean, I, I, I don't feel that way at all. I just watched uh, Super Eight, and I was like, "Holy crap! Super Eight was amazing. He could do anything." Yeah. Remember, like I said that on the show last year, I was yes. like, "Super Eight was surprisingly good. It was mm -hmm. one of the better um, summer movies in 2011." I mean, it's not like rewatchable a bunch of times over, but one one good time. It's fun. Yeah. Exactly. It was kind of like it's kind of like the 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 signs of uh of jj abrams career where you're like oh okay you know that was decent yeah that's a, that's actually a good comparison but i mean I, I mean the guy made star trek cool probably for the first time ever right that star trek movie ruled ass and looking at the preview for the second one it looks awesome too so mm. i don't know what nerds are all up you know people just got to complain about something They're like oh you can't do star trek and star wars it's just not right i'm like dude he made star he made star trek cool like so sounds like he could probably save Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I'm like I'm all on board. I mean, that sounds like I mean, I, I mean, why why didn't I think of that? Like the person who took an aged dead sci-fi franchise that had been ruined for yeah. everyone uh by all the like the the crummy next generation movies, uh Voyager, like uh, who was the name of the producer that was behind it all or the executive producer, I forget. All right, there's one man who's associated with the downfall of Star Trek. If you want to call it a downfall, there were like some highlights in there, but whatever. Uh, he took that dead horse of a franchise, breathed life into it, pasted on some butterfly wings, and we all went ooh. Ah, and I think, and I think the biggest complaint about the the, the Star Trek reboot was the fucking lens flare. Exactly, you know, that was yeah, the big joke. Already putting out the Star Wars uh, logo with lens flares all over it. I just don't understand the Venom, man. Like, you're right. He made Star Trek cool for people that used to like it and for people that never fucking heard of it before. Both sets of uh, fans were like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Star Wars has been ridden into the ground right now. I think the guy's the perfect choice to uh, to bring it back. And, you know, it might be a little cheesy, but it's not like Star Wars never was cheesy. So, uh... And, you know, I, I really feel like he can't do any worse than the prequels, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. And with Star Trek, he he showed, you know, he he shows some nods to the past, mm -hmm. but made a new story. It was great. I loved it. No, I thought it, I thought it was great, and like it pleased, like you said, it, it pleased both the old and the new. And he's like, he sounds like the perfect dude to helmet. I'm just hoping it's not like the Hobbit of uh, of, of updated sci-fi reboots. Because everybody was like, oh, man, Guillermo del Toro can't do The Hobbit anymore. Dude, who are we going to get? Oh, Peter Jackson, he's the man. He made the first ones awesome. And, I mean, I was just thoroughly disappointed with The Hobbit. Well, Guillermo del Toro probably should have done it. I mean, it was his movie. Yeah, he probably should have done it. Then I would have blamed him. I think J.J. Abrams would do great for Star Wars. I thought Star Trek was awesome. I don't have a problem with him doing back-to-back sci-fi franchises. And Who cares? I think it'll be it'll be fun. Like, if... if it, it doesn't have to be the best movie ever. It just has to be cool, and I think it would be good hands. The guy that's the script, the screenwriter, he did um, Toy Story three, and he did the uh, fuck. What's the one with Michael Scott and Abigail Breslin in a van? 
I'm horrible with actor names. Sorry, dude. Shit. <laughs> well, Michael Scott is his character from The Office. It's not, it's not his actor name. Steve so Carell. Two, two, two actors in a van, the movie. No, no. Like It was like four of them. Oh, it, Little, it Miss, Little Miss Sunshine? Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Ah, so, he, really, so, so the guy who's doing the script wrote Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story 3. So, you know, those are both good. Awesome. Well, it sounds like a super team, and uh, I can't wait to see what they do. And I really honestly hope for some kind of kick-ass reboot that says like fuck anything that came before this this is the new new and we're gonna start from here yeah and kathleen kennedy's in charge and she was a uh, right-hand man on jurassic park awesome so you know as long as, as, long as it's uh, not right i'm pumped man for this like i was afraid that they would get someone like they, they actually said that they asked ben affleck to do it what and ben affleck turned it down good and and i was just and people were like oh damn uh and it's like no dude like ben affleck you know he can make his kind of movie mm-hmm. he can make gone baby gone in the town and and i didn't see argo but everyone's getting boners oscar boners about argo and so <laughs> there's no way ben affleck would have made a cool star wars movie i think i think if you have an oscar boner your your wiener is shaped like the oscar statue plus ben affleck would have put himself in it and he yes. just doesn't belong in a star wars universe i mean maybe he does maybe he would have been perfect Maybe not. Yeah, so people were like, oh, man, we could have gotten Ben Affleck. And I was like, are you serious? What did you just say? <laughs> Go back in time and tell yourself from five years ago that you're sad that Ben Affleck is not going to direct Star Wars and watch your five-year-old self beat the shit out of you. Yeah, dude. You're like, Seriously. what, a fucking Daredevil? You want him to direct Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, so, all right. So I'm actually pumped. J.J. Yeah. Abrams is doing it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I, I don't I it it immediately has to be better than the prequels immediately I mean because well everything Cause, was going cause to be immediately better than prequels <laughs> but, but I I think that they're in good hands I don't I don't know what everyone's so upset about you had to get a director there was no one director out there that everyone's gonna be like yeah this is the one so mm-hmm. I think J J Abrams will do a good job well I think it's like it's like anything that's like slightly emotional or close to home Eric the the fanboys of the universe will unleash their kind of pent up emotions. On whatever you got, like perfect case in point, the end of the Mass Effect trilogy for video mm-hmm. games. You know, uh, it ended. It ended on a note that was, let's say, like uh, not what people expected. Although I don't know how they could not have expected that. And uh, everybody got their panties in a bunch, man. And like people like did like huge campaigns, like petitions, like tens of thousands strong. They sent like fuck you cupcakes to Bioware's headquarters. Everybody was in a huge tizzy for months and months and months, and they they released uh, DLC just to appease them, and they threw it back in their faces like it was, what? like, garbage. By the way, anyone that wants to send the Jumpman podcast fuck you cupcakes, I would love to eat them. <laughs> so if you do, just message us. We'll give you an address uh, to send them to. I would love to eat some fuck you cupcakes. Unless, unless you're ripping <laughs> on, like, the PS2 edge corner. Uh, in that case, I will take your fuck you cupcakes and donate them to the homeless like Bioware did. Not me. I'm just going to eat them. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, and here's here's a big secret, everybody. Endings are hard to do. Mm. Endings are hard to do. Like when the more you love something, the harder it is to be satisfied with the ending. Right. Because it's just difficult. It's been awesome for so long. And, you know, you just an ending is never going to please everyone. I'm sorry. Like Stephen King. I like Stephen King books and I love the Dark Tower series. Mm. And ever, a lot of people hated the way it ended, but it was just like when something is just such 
a huge built up amazing work it's just it's impossible to write the perfect ending it just is so right you know deal with it you know and that's that's why we have fan fiction that's why you have like fan communities dedicated to like what ifs and reboots and re everything but sometimes sometimes you got to you got to feel that feel it out and feel like okay all right maybe i didn't quite like how it ended but that's given me like an interesting topic to discuss uh, uh amongst my fan brethren you know brethren I mean? <laughs> yes so sp- speaking of brethren no not really at all so dude have you seen any of the minecraft videos i've been posting yeah i've been watching uh, occasionally i am pretty much obsessed at this point it it happened everyone talked about like the addictive nature of this game and it's totally struck and now uh when i'm supposed to be doing other things i find myself like like the the lure the irresistible gravity of this game is just like bringing me like dragging me with chains back to the laptop to play more Oh, you're playing on a laptop? Yep. Is that how you're able to record it? Yeah, and that's why you hear... <laughs> you're hearing the laptop fans struggle as I'm running, like, quick time recording this huge window in Minecraft and Chrome at the same time. Oh, damn it, because I was so pumped that you're doing that. I wanted to record myself playing Star Wars Battlefront on the Xbox and start putting those out. <laughs> but you, you, you to- uh, I guess you, you need totally, a computer, huh? You, well, you totally can. There are several ways to do it. We won't get into that right now. But okay. I found that it's very cost-effective to record on a PC or a Mac. Because it's basically like you're already there on a closed system. You know, you don't have to, like, do some kind of wizardry to get it off your uh, console and then onto uh, a computer. Let's face it. The two things that people want the most is to watch me play Star Wars Battlefront or to watch our entire family play Mario Kart. True. We need to make that happen at some point. Yeah, at some point. I mean, like, I used to do that back in the day, actually. Like, in 2007, 2008, I was dumping, uh, I put, like, 100 internet videos on the web, man. And it wasn't just about, like, recording gameplay, but it didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't involve, like, recording off an NES, recording off a of Genesis. And those are the easy ones. Mm. Like, doing that is just, like, super simple. You know, like, take it from your console, which is RCA, into a camera, into a computer. Like oh, right. in, in that step, sometimes you can, if you line it up, you can do it like instantaneously while recording your audio like separately on the computer. That's like the bee's knees. But then like, God, the Xbox, like anything past, uh, past RCA in terms of quality, it's just like, you have to have a special setup and you have to have a video capture card and it just gets like prohibitively expensive. So whenever I see like HD footage of like gameplay, on uh, on like YouTube, I think all right. This is either somebody with enough money to make it happen, or they're just playing it on a high end PC, which is nine out of ten times the case. Did you seriously say the bee's knees? What? Me? We're not related. Yeah, we are. Go go back. I'm gonna go into the about section on our Facebook page and delete the part where it says we're brothers. Come on, dude. All right, all right. On the internet, what's well, th- the bee's knees? On the internet this week. Everyone has decided that um, that the length of a bee's dick is now, like, an accurate measuring tool. <laughs> and they're using it for everything. So I'm just stuck in that bee's everything. Like, give me an example. I've not heard this on the internet yet. So, so, it'll, be, so it'll be, like, something like, um, like, like, it's, it's fourth and a bee's dick. Down really? In football. I have not heard this bee's dick thing, and I watch a lot of football. It's going, it's going around. I mean, it's not on like TV. 
Give it can't be like John Madden going like, "Oh my God, he's going, he's going!" And well, he no. stopped just a well, bee's dick short of a touchdown. First of all, John Madden retired like five years ago. I know, but uh, I, I can't. I can't. Don't try and pretend you know sports, Chad. I can't. <laughs> this is John Madden football, 2012, 2013, I mean, whatever. Are you watching the Super Bowl tonight? Is it tonight? No, it's next week. Uh, I, 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 th- I thought so. I wouldn't have known except somebody invited me to a party. But in their invite, they forgot to list what day it was. And I was like, oh, they just assumed that I'd know. <laughs> you got invited to a Super Bowl party? Is this going to be your first one ever? Maybe. Maybe it's the last one ever. Probably for you. No, actually, no. It's uh, I didn't get invited to a Super Bowl party. I got invited to a Puppy Bowl party. Oh, fucking A. Now, I'll, well, all right. I'll talk nice about Puppy Bowl. It is kind of cute. When the Super Bowl is over and, like, you're still too drunk to, like, leave wherever you're partying at, yes. you can flip on the Puppy Bowl for a couple seconds and appease your girlfriend or wife or whatever. It's not It's Dude, not terrible. The Puppy Bowl is awesome. And like, No, no, no. You can't fucking watch it in place of the great. Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I can. No, when the Super Bowl is over, the Puppy Bowl repeats. So you could watch it for, like, five minutes. No way, dude. The whole the whole thing is amazing. There's dogs, they're cute, and there's like there's like a bunch of like sport terms that they bring up that that, that are, I guess were, would be cute for like an inside joke kind of a way. Uh, but yeah, Puppy Bowl, dude, and it runs the whole Super Bowl. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I know. I'm familiar with it. But the the best Super Bowl ever was back in like '99 because at halftime you could flip over and watch uh, WWE did a halftime <laughs> World Wrestling Championship belt match between The Rock and Mankind. Mm. That was the best. And so it was like they knew exactly how long halftime was. So it was like a 20-minute match. And it was in this empty uh, stadium. Oh. So they and they just beat it. the shit out of each other. And at one point, um, uh, the, I, I think it fucking ended when, man, or when The Rock pinned Mankind with yes. the forklift. What? Yeah. That's insane. Like he put the forklift, he got in the forklift and went like, like down on his chest and pinned him down and got the pin for the belt. Damn, that must have been the <clears> hardcore <throat> era. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I think pretty sure it was 99. So that was the best halftime show of all time. Well, it just beat the shit out of each other. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, instead of the puppy bowl, they should bring back the beat the shit out of you bowl. I'm telling you, man. Wrestling, I, I was hoping that wrestling would do that every halftime. They only did it that one year. I don't know why, man. Well, I guess like TV time is expensive during the Super Bowl. Well, but it wasn't at the Super Bowl. It was on their own network. So you had to turn it to USA oh, to oh, watch yeah. it. <laughs> I was going to say the Sci-Fi Channel, but yeah, USA. That's interesting, yeah. dude. We should do our own show at halftime. You know, Victor uh, had a good suggestion the other day. That Victor on a Facebook wall said, "Dude, you guys should totally." Uh, he said we should record audio commentaries for movies. Oh yeah, you mean like Mystery Science Theater three thousand kind of? Yeah, thing? exactly. But you know, the kind of movies we would watch are the kind that Mystery Science Theater would never do. That's true, because I mean they're still they're still going now by just recording their own audio, and then you could buy the audio disc, and then you watch it, you sync it up with a movie, and watch it, listen to them. Yeah, dude. But dude, we could do that for any any Seagal Cage movie in the history of those guys. Mm, it's not a bad idea. Hmm. I think it'd be I think it'd be cool. You know, the next time we go on vacation together, we should do that. I think it's a good idea. The next time we're because we're, we're gonna be bringing a lot of shit movies there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we're going to be in the Outer Banks in May as mm-hmm. a family. I'm looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Dude, but I, I feel like the, the call of Minecraft is bringing me back. I don't know if you've seen, like, uh, I was playing uh, by myself with no FAQ, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's a complicated game. It's a hard game. I died many times. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And uh, the hardest part is just, like, 
your health starts to decrease by itself. Uh, and I had no idea why. And it's not because I was being attacked by monsters, even though that was happening all the time. Uh, it was because I wasn't eating anything. So I started killing random animals and eating their flesh raw, like you would do out in the wild. But then, then there were no more animals to eat. So, Holy shit. Yeah, I you know. You fucking killed them all, Ted Nugent. I know. <laughs> and I, I didn't kill the jaguars because there's like jaguars around because they're too fast. So now all, <laughs> all the animals in the jungle are just jaguars everywhere. I don't know what the hell they're eating. Maybe they're just like eating the bark off the trees, but there's just like a million jaguars, no pigs, no cows. But I bet, I'll, spoiler alert, I eventually found out how to make bread. So now I'm just like, uh, it's like the legend of Orin, dude. I have like a pickaxe in one hand and a piece of bread in the other, and I'm just mining the shit out of the world. It's so crazy that you brought up Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, because I totally Wikipedia that shit two days ago. Really? It's like we're in the same wavelength. I don't even know why I was thinking about it, hmm. but <laughs> I think I was just thinking about like how exactly it is like Star Wars, and I just went on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, let me refresh my knowledge of this movie, and that was crazy. It was just just like this weekend. The Legend of Orin was. I mean, it's funny. You know how things that scar you as children you think about yes. later in life? <laughs> that movie was so messed up. Dude, at one point, the Han Solo character uh, who, who reprogrammed the, the fembot into, like, the sexy fembot, uh, he's getting tortured by the evil Darth Vader clone dude, and they're firing a laser that's boring into his brain. Dude. That's funny that that's the part that scarred you. The part that scarred me is when he choked out his girlfriend. Oh, sh I don't even remember that part. Dude, he fucking kills. All right, so in the very oh, beginning, oh, yeah, first yeah, of all, yeah, the yeah, grandfather yeah. gets killed. Oh, that's right. But you're like, ah, oh, whatever. But then Orin and his girlfriend escape, and then the Darth Vader guy picks up the girlfriend and just chokes her out in front of him until she dies. And they're like, he's got her like a couple feet up in the air choking her out, and they scroll down, and you see her feet kicking and then slowly stop kicking. Holy shit. As he chokes her to death. Wow. That's kind of ridiculous. Well, you know, it's like anything animated, they just threw it in the children's section. Oh, know, it, we it scarred me. And then at the end, he's got a new girlfriend, and Darth Vader starts doing it again. He starts, he picks her up and starts choking her out, and she's like, oh, man. And he has like a flashback to the beginning of the movie of his other girlfriend getting choked out. Damn. And then he rages. <laughs> he must get wood every time he chokes a girl to death. He's like, yeah, he's like, stop fucking choking my girlfriends to death. They're hard to find, you dick. <laughs> it's like there's like one or two hot chicks in this entire cavern full of ugly people. All right? Yeah. Go chuck out a grandma, all right? Yeah, no, that always, that always, uh, as a kid watching it, I was like, well, you know, he'll save her. He'll say, oh, oh, our feet stop kicking. Uh-oh. Son of a bitch. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, the age of consent down in the mines is when they stop kicking. <laughs> I feel like the day we watched that movie, we watched like the Smurfs, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Gummy Bears, and then we watched a girl get choked to death. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's just like that's just like when you see like a horrible movie, you have to immediately like like watch something. You have to go, like go online after at, like all right. I watched Dancer in the Dark. Have you seen Dancer in the Dark? I will not watch any Bjork movie. Are you kidding me? Dude, it was like Bjork. I loved Bjork in college. She was awesome before she went all vespertine, weird. And uh, and they're like, hey, it's a musical. And I was like, awesome, great. And I watched it. And uh, without spoiling anything, oh, my God, you want to, like, kill yourself at the end of this movie. I mean, it's, like, horrifying and 
one of the craziest endings ever. It's just like, oh, you just feel terrible at that at life in the end. So we like we stumbled out of our friend's apartment, and I think we had to like go on the internet and like look at cute pictures of bunnies and kittens for like an hour before we like felt the will to live return. I would have killed myself five minutes into that movie. I would have been like, what are we watching? <laughs> oh, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, everything about that movie, you know, I think about that too from, from time to time. I was like, why are the musical numbers so freaking weird? Why did this happen? Why did the bludgeoning happening? I mean, I, everything about it was just like, God, so memorable. But like yeah. traumatic events are super memorable. You know what's interesting? They always say that like TV and movies are like a little dumbed down for children these days and stuff. And back in the day, we watched things and we turned out okay. Mm-hmm. We didn't turn out okay, dude. I can fucking remember every traumatic death in a movie or cartoon that I ever watched. Fucking Watership Down where the rabbits get fucking chewed to death no. scarred me. Optimus Prime gets murdered in the movie <laughs> fucking scarred me. This chick gets choked out in Star Chaser slightly aroused me and then scarred me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I can remember every fucking death. The fucking horse, Artax, and never ending story, oh, killed no. the swamp, suicides itself, scarred me. Dude. I mean, think about it. Maybe this generation actually does have it right, and you shouldn't show a lot of death for little kids. I couldn't handle any of those. You know, I couldn't handle any of those either, but, you know, like, it's like a, it's like being in the war. You know, like, as in college, over some beer, I was like, dude, fucking Artax and the Sadness Swamp, and everybody's like, ah, together, you know? No, no, that's different. If you watch it together with a bunch of people, you can get through it. You know, what? if you watch it over at a friend's house, whatever, it takes away the seriousness of it. But if you watch it by yourself or just with your family, man, oh, I couldn't handle that shit. Oh, no. I just all, mean... all those deaths were traumatic. Thank yeah. fucking God they edited G.I. Joe the movie and Duke lived because I, I, I wouldn't have grown up to become an adult. That was, <laughs> I mean, the, the way that he uh, was brutally murdered with a spear through the heart, blood everywhere, was terrible. I mean, like, Hasbro, the whole idea of G.I. Joe was to sell toys. Why the hell would they, like... Like rubber stamp, Duke getting a spear through the heart with like it would like the amount of blood coming out of it was just like uh, like it was like the waterfall in The Shining. It makes this whole fucking GI Joe cartoon. Every time you shoot a plane, you see a parachute. Every mm-hmm. time you shoot a guy, you manage to shoot the gun of his hands. They never killed anyone, and in the movie, they kill the leader. Yeah, like, brutally. It's like what are you thinking? And you killed Duke? Yeah, and it was all it was all just so we I mean the G.I. Joe movie was kinda crazy because like they kill off the old guard so you would buy the new toys, but everybody in the new uh section and like all the new new recruits, including Falcon, they sucked. And oh, Falcon sucked. Falcon was a dickhead. Falcon screws up so hard, they're like, you're an asshole, and instead of killing you, we're going to ship you off to Sergeant Slaughter, who's going to beat the crap out of you. End of story. Yeah, Jinx was a ninja, which would have been cool, except she sucked. Yeah, it's just like, all right, well, um, if you're only good while you're blind, why don't you just poke your eyes out so you can be awesome all the time? Instead, yeah. instead it's freaking sexual harassment lawsuit Don Johnson voicing Flint. Uh, just like screwing it up and like hitting on a chick. I mean, like the whole thing. The whole thing kind of made me feel like GI Joe is not a great organization, man. Like, why don't they just like send in the regular army? Because GI Joe is all about like code names and like feeling special and like being really cool. But at, at the same time, it can be totally abused. 
Well, I mean, getting back to the, the new guard in the movie sucked. I mean, Chuckles would have been cool because he didn't talk, but this fucking Hawaiian shirt that he wore just ruined his credibility. It's like if you wanted to have a badass-looking guy and never talked and, and have him called Chuckles, that kind of worked. Wearing the Hawaiian shirt, uh, can't take you seriously. And then Law and Order, the MP with his dog, would have been cool, except he was too stupid too. They were all dumb, and they all had like, "Hey man, he got, he finds the bombs that drive the car. We tried it the other way, it didn't work." And I was like, "What? Come on, dude, you suck." It was bizarre. It was it was weird. It was like uh, the Star Wars prequels where they're like, "Okay, guys, we gotta be multicultural, so let's bring in everybody." Okay, there's. The woman pilot, and the black pilot, and the Latino pilot, and then the Chinese guy. It was kind of like the, um, it was kind of like that moment in Captain America, colon, the first Avenger, where, uh, he, he hooks up with, uh, with, with the howling commandos, and mm. it's just like this rainbow of multicultural, like, there weren't two races or ethnicities, like, repeated. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, like, we're not racist, so, like, I applaud what they were trying to do, but what it ended up being was tokenism. Yes. And tokenism is almost as bad as, as just being racist and only having white people in it. Tokenism is like when you go to Burger King and they give you the Burger King placemat. And on the placemat, it shows all the workers. And there's like 90-year-old worker. There's black, white, Hispanic, uh, handicapped. And, like the, and they're all work and they're all smiling at Burger King, which is, <laughs> which is no Burger King ever in the history of the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's just not. And there's not smiling. That was the most uh, ridiculous part of it all. That's just tokenism. But when you go too hard to be uh, perfect there, you know, don't try that hard because it just comes off really cheesy. Exactly. It's like you don't have to have the black guy be a basketball player. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know? But anyways, I, I do feel like we're ranting a little bit here. I mean, but yeah, uh, get on our Facebook page and tell us anything that scarred you as a kid watching someone die because like i can think of all these examples of death in a cartoon or a movie when i was a kid that like really set me back yeah true R R.I.P. all our cartoon heroes man i mean and i'm not even using i'm not even going with bambi you know with, with the mom i mean that one scars everybody see and we would have had closure eric we would have had closure if they just let judge dread or excuse me uh judge doom <laughs> if only judge dread could track down the killer Put two, put two bullets between his eyes. No, no, if only in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they had allowed Judge Doom to have been the uh, the person who had murdered Bambi's mom, like they well, like, yeah. like like they admitted to later on. We would have finally had closure, and we'd have been like, son of a bitch, Judge Doom out on a hunting trip instead of just the ambiguous man. Oh man. Yeah. Now it's like, of course, Disney does this for every movie because you can't be fun. And lovable and plucky, unless you lost a parent, right? Like, and they still do it. They still do it. It's stupid, but um, a l- a little bit of death is okay. You know, like uh, when you when they read the Island of the Blue Dolphins and the brothers get his throat ripped out, you didn't really care about the brother anyway. So it's like, oh, that makes your main character have to toughen up a little bit. I understand that, but I, I think I think it's a new day. It's a new Star Trek. Hopefully, it'll be a, a new Star Wars. You know, worth remembering. You know, we're in the age where kids growing up like. Did not watch Bambi growing up. They didn't watch fucking Star Chaser, Colin, The Legend of Orin. You know, they grew up on, like, Toy Story and Disney Pixar and, like, all things being, like, not saccharine, like, not, like, super overly cute or, you know, like, we learned the the lessons of trying too hard to be multicultural. You know, like, uh, I feel like the this century has gotten off to a really great start in terms of 
like lessons learned from the past, incorporating them into, you know, like uh, children and family entertainment. Yeah. All right. Now uh, you're breaking up like crazy. So. Oh shit! Well, the best part is the Ninja Turtles are all green. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no tokenism. The Ninja Turtles. Oh, dude. By the way, here's a Thunderdome for you. Do it. Ninja Turtles. Uh, there was a new episode on Friday. Mm. We saw the Rat King. Oh yeah. Did, we... <laughs> is he cool? Is he not cool? Rat King was cool. Now in the first in the first uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon, Rat King was my favorite character. He was hilarious. But in this one, he's downright creepy. Is he a rat? He's like a scientist, and he gets in this. He was experimenting on rats, and there's an explosion, and it basically kills him. Mm. Like his eyes are burned out. They're just okay. sockets, and his teeth are like he's got like skeleton teeth, and his face is ravaged. So he ties a bandage over his eyes, and they can just control rats. Cool. And so he's taking over the city, and then he actually um, zombifies Splinter. What the hell? He's like, he's like, you're a rat. Fucking do what I say. And Splinter's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, do what I say. And he makes Splinter beat the crap out of the turtles. Yes, finally. I know, it's pretty sweet. That's great. Well, that idea has finally come, man. It's awesome. Yeah, so the I mean, but it was cool because, I mean, Rat King, personal favorite of mine. So, yeah, they made it. And he had, like, one of those uh, old cowboy hats, but it was, like, a straight one all the way around, like a circle straight, like, mm. almost like a Kung Lao hat. Mm-hmm. So, and he had, like, a robe on, like a preacher, but he was blindfolded because his it. eyes were burned out. Any any so. animated series that can bring in, like, the lessons of not friending people on Facebook is all right with me. Yeah, Ninja Turtles is rocking. Young Justice is up. You still got to catch up, right? I assume you didn't watch uh, this weekend. No, uh, no, of course not. I don't have cable. But no, I did watch episodes, I think, 11 and 12. Okay. So I'm sort of, I think like I'm a couple behind, but it's been awesome. Loving that series. It's great, and I just can't wait for more. Like, everything about it is awesome. They finally, uh, in this latest one, they finally start revealing to people about, um, you know, the little uh, subterfuge from earlier. Oh yeah, so the whole uh, double agent thing is kind of getting out now. Of course. Well, I you see the last time I saw Aqualad, he was in a hospital bed, so I figured he would come back and have like no memory of the whole subterfuge, so he would just be a straight up villain. Oh well, that they haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, but they finally introduced Deadshot, and he's awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He kicks sports. Uh, you know, he showed up the last episode I saw for like a half second. Sportsmaster's like my replacement, and he doesn't have any like hockey pads. Yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah, Deadshot's in it. I mean, he was a pretty good character in the Teen Titans series. They called him Slade, because that's his name. I don't know why they couldn't call him Deadshot back then. Yeah. Well, in and out, in this one, he, like, kicks the shit out of a couple of the Young Justice guys, so it was cool. You know, it makes Superboy look like an asshole every time, man. It's like, I haven't seen a Young Justice episode in this season where Superman just, like, where Superboy, excuse me, shows up and was like, boom, super strength, and that's why I'm a member of the team. No, yeah. he's just getting his ass kicked. It's like it's like the wharf, uh, the wharf situation. Like I, I don't know what you call it, the wharf something or other. It's like uh, like like the wharf syndrome or Wolverine syndrome, where they built up a character to be like, whoa, he's really strong, and then when he gets his ass kicked, predictably every single episode, they're like, dude, he just got he just whooped Superboy's ass. He must be incredibly strong. Yeah, well, that's the whole problem. When you make someone super tough, it's like the show would be over in two seconds. Mm-hmm. If he just uses his power to crush everybody, so they've got to find ways to to even it up, break him down. Yeah, but it's not even like Superman where they have like some clever trick up their sleeve, like shooting him in the in the eyes with lasers. 
You know, mm-hmm. instead it's just like Superboy, bam! Just punched him really hard. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes, man. You don't have to say Red Sun to him anymore. Just, like, punch him in the super nuts. <laughs> so, anyway. So, I'm going to get back on the Elder, on the Elder Geek server. going to play some more uh, multiplayer Minecraft. And uh, hit me up, dude. Watch those, uh, like, I, I started these two playlists on YouTube. One is, like, my single player adventures, which is just me without an FAQ. And uh, I've started an open, uh, a second playlist for multiplayer adventures, which is like, it's called Fort Kickass because that's what they dubbed the mountain that they transformed into a fortress. And it's just kind of sick and amazing. And when I first stepped in, you'll see in like the, the first video that I put out, I'd like, mm-hmm. it's just me just like with my jaw on the floor, just like, oh my god, I can't believe you just gave me like a full set of armor and you're taking me through a farm at the top of the mountain with like, crates and crates and crates of like all these different animals and food being grown and everyone's like here have this take this and i'm just thinking like any second now they're gonna turn they're gonna turn they're gonna sacrifice me yes <laughs> they've been do too it, good Chad. they've been too good to me oh what did i do to deserve this it's gonna be like wicker man oh by the way judge Dredd got released on dvd and it was the number one selling movie on dvd last week i saw that dude and i think that movie uh, it's having its day Hopefully, it was like it already moved like over six hundred thousand units. So go buy Judge Dread on DVD now, folks. We can get closer to having a sequel or maybe at least a video game because that would be a kick-ass video game. I don't know. I'm kind of glad there wasn't a movie tie-in, but you know, maybe like like Chronicles of Riddick, they can have like a kick-ass video game like after the movie release, so there's no pressure, so it's not rushed, you know? That's what I'm saying now. Just make a Judge Dredd video game so I can go around judging shit on uh, on <laughs> the Xbox. All right, dude. Well, I think that about wraps this up for today. Okay. Check us out. RetroWare TV, Elder Geek, iTunes, JumpManPodcast.com. Get on our Facebook. We had 250 likes a second ago, and then we went back down to 249 because no! someone hates us, and that's cool, too. Send those FU cupcakes my way. <laughs> All right, dudes. All right, we'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Bye. Jump man engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand. One shall fall.